Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, happy new year to you. I hope that you all had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful and are having a wonderful start to the new year. I have a question for you. Did you do any resolutions? Did you create any goals? Do you have any intentions set? Did you create a vision board? Do you have a word for the year? I know a lot of times that's Often how we decide to start our year, and definitely there is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that whatsoever. And of course, I always talk about the things that I wish I had known, but today, this is a special episode because not only is it a new year, my birthday is on Friday. So what I have decided to do is just give you some things that I do to start the new year and also give you some lessons that I have learned in these soon-to-be 39 years of living. One of the unique ways that I have decided to start the new year is actually recording a video of myself, kind of putting out what my intentions are for the year. And I started this last year. So on January 1st, 2021, I took a walk outside. I feel like that's kind of when I really get to become one with the environment. I receive all those good downloads from the Lord. It's always when I'm outside and kind of walking around. So I just felt the need to press play. And last year I was like, look, this is the last year that you're going to be in this position. Because remember, that's the time that I was going through the separation and all of that. And I said, you know what? I think this is really the time for me to say something. I was like, I feel like I want to say something. I just don't know what. So maybe I will be starting a podcast. I'm like, definitely this is the year that I will be completing the book. And I just kind of put all of these things out there in the atmosphere. And to be truthful, I kind of forgot about the video. And then I went back to it maybe nine months or so into the year. And I was blown away by how precise I was in the video and how things had actually started to play out. Because in January, I had no idea how to start a podcast. I didn't know what my topic would be. I didn't know who I would be talking to. I knew nothing whatsoever. And so for me to actually see that I had started the podcast and started the process and just did all of those things, I was completely blown away with that. So I said, hmm, I think this is something that I am going to continue. And also remember, I had written myself a card 
just kind of as the motivation for that. So this year I did the same thing. I recorded myself as I was outside walking on January the 1st with just everything that I expected to take place for this year and all the things that I wanted to see. And also I bought a notebook and, you know, we go all out, but sometimes we don't have to go out and like buy these most expensive things. I literally bought a $5 notebook and I just put three affirmations on there and just some other things that I wanted to see. And I was like, this is the folder that I will use to jot down my notes and my ideas. So my word for this year is execution because I spent 2021 getting all of the information I can for publishing books, for podcasting, for coaching programs. And I've attained all of this information. I've got all of these coaching services. And I said, all right, girl, for 2022, you really don't need to buy another program. You really don't need to get any more information out there. You really just need to execute on the information that you have and really just kind of see what goes from there. So that's my word. That's my intent for this year is execution. Go forth and just do it. So if you have a word, I would love to know what your word is for the new year and kind of how you plan to just really kind of incorporate that into your your daily life, right? Because we all have all of these things that we want for the new year. We have all of these intentions set. One of the books certainly that I would definitely recommend is The 12-Week Year because I do believe that we can get so much more done if we don't give ourselves a year. And even historically speaking, companies tend to have their best quarter in the fourth quarter because now it's crunch time and they want to meet the goals that they set in the very beginning of the year. And come on, think about it. We're all the same way. And think of assignments that we have or projects that have deadlines. We can procrastinate all the way up until the very last moment. And maybe we had a six-month leadway time on it. And it's not until the week of the day before or a few days before that we're really able to get that information out there. And I feel like we probably just give ourselves too much time to accomplish a task when we can get it done and twice that amount. So, what? well, not twice that amount, in less half of that time. That's what I meant, half of the time. And so that's how I decided to do my goals for this year. I broke them down quarterly. Like this is what you will do from January to March. This is what you will accomplish from April to June. This is what you will do from June to September. And then this is what you'll do from October to December. And so that is how I chose to break down my goals. Because I noticed I was just giving myself too much time. Like stuff that I really wanted to do, I don't need 12 months to do it. Honestly, for some of them, I really don't even need three months to do it. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. And I said, what better way to kind of chunk things down? And the concept that I really like from the 12-week year is that it's not taking a one-year goal and then chunking it down into four different segments. So let's say, for instance, if you said, all right, well... I want to lose, we'll go back to the weight thing again. If you said, I want to lose 30 pounds, you're not going to say, well, in the first quarter, I want to lose seven pounds. In the 
second quarter, I want to lose seven pounds. Like you don't do it that way. You set realistic goals that you can complete within the 12 weeks. And that's what you do. But it's it's visioning the overall picture. So not what you want your life to look like in a year. It's what do you want your life to look like, period, at the end of the day? And how do you get to that goal? So if you are still contemplating what you want to do for the year, if you're still contemplating your vision, your intention, whatever it is, hopefully that kind of gives you some ideas. And of course, as you all know, I am all about writing letters. So I definitely recommend going back to that point that I made. I definitely recommend writing a letter and writing it as if it's already done. Not, girl, you'll do this and you'll do that and you'll do that. Like I literally wrote a hype letter to myself like, girl, you did that, okay? 2022, you was bomb. You did this, you did that. Your podcast did amazing things. Your book did amazing things. Your coaching program was able to reach this many amount of women. Like I literally wrote a hype letter to myself about all of the fantastic things that I've done for 2022 and we're only four days in. So try that out and see how it works. I feel like it puts your mind in kind of a different headspace. But not only that, I would actually encourage you to go back to it and read it often. A lot of this is about a mindset issue. And there are things that we really want. There are some things that we may not necessarily put out in the atmosphere, but we know those are in the deepest pits of our heart for the things that we want. And I feel like if we read it enough, if we imagine it enough, if we see it enough, if we don't believe it, eventually our brain will get on board. That's literally like the rewiring of your brain. It's literally neuro. That's what the neuroscience is. It's rewiring your brain and how you see things and how you see yourself. Another book I would recommend because it's really good is we (laughs) I can't talk. Rewire for wealth. And it's by Barbara Hewson, H-U-S-O-N. It's really good. And she talked about how she believed for the longest time that she wasn't good with money, but she had also just kind of taken on the thoughts and the ideas of some other family members that said women just naturally aren't good with money. And so every decision that she made was in line with that, that she wasn't good with money. But when she finally decided to change her story and to say, you know what, I actually am good with money and I make very good decisions on what I do with my money. That was like a complete game changer for her. And she then changed the way that she handled money. We should all be millionaires. Rachel Rogers basically said the same thing. She said, you can make broke decisions or you can make millionaire minded decisions. The choice is yours for what you want to do and how you want to excel. So I know I just threw a whole bunch of books out there at you, (laughs) but I highly recommend them. So it is Rewire for Wealth by Barbara Hewson. The 12-week year, I do not remember, but it is written by two gentlemen. But there's only one book out there that's called The 12-week year. And another book that I was introduced to, and I don't know why it took me so long to read it, was The Four Agreements. That is such a great book. I That book is going to go in my rotation 
every year along with Untethered Soul. The Four Agreements was eye-opening. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. The Four Agreements was eye-opening and confirmation for me. And I'm going to use that to segue us into my top lessons that I've learned within my 39 years in combination with the four agreements. So I would say that the top five lessons that I would give for my 39 years of living and this, and you all will see very quickly how it's combined with the podcast, but number one is being uniquely and authentically me. There is only one me. And I talk about that in the podcast all the time when I'm talking about self, for you to be uniquely and authentically you because it took me the longest time to embrace me. It took me the longest time to embrace my voice, which is why I started the podcast in the first place. I knew that I had a message, but a lot of the times what stopped me from speaking up was because I came into agreement with the fact that my voice was not something that someone wanted to hear. And it was because I had so many people tell me, your voice is so high-pitched, you sound like this, you sound like that. And so as a child, when you hear people say that to you enough, you come into agreement with it. And that was one of the things that he talked about in the book was how a mother, she had a headache And her child was just singing and she was just so joyful around the house, having a great time. But the mother just could not stand to hear it because she was just having a blazing headache that day. So mom snapped on the little girl and was like, your voice is terrible. Nobody wants to hear it. Stop singing. And so the little girl came into agreement with it. And she didn't speak up in school anymore after that. She didn't volunteer for any singing role. She didn't do any of that, although people told her that she could that she could sing. But the fact that she came into agreement with what her mother said, that her voice was terrible, that was all that she could hear was that her voice was terrible. And the mom may have only said that one time and didn't even realize the impact of it. But that's kind of what happens to us. And literally, That is what happened to me. Not that my mother snapped on me one day and said, your voice is terrible. And not that, but the fact that so many people had a comment about my voice, I came into agreement with it to say, oh my God, my voice must be terrible. And I have actually had several people say, girl, you can sing, like you can hold a note for real. But because I came into agreement with the fact that my voice is not good, I could not hear what they heard. And even listening to the podcast sometimes, I'd be like, ooh, my voice was a little bit too high there. I don't know if I got a little bit too excited here. But finally, remember I told y'all a few episodes ago, I am finally coming to the fact like, girl, you sound fine. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with your voice. I even recorded myself singing a song the other day. And I was like, girl, (laughs) you hit that note, honey. You did that riff, okay? Did you hear yourself in that? And that's one of the things that they were talking about in the four agreements. And it was like, you know what? 
we just don't, we can't take everything personally. Sometimes people are just having a bad day and we don't have to come into agreement with whatever they say about us. We rewire and say, okay, well, that's what they think, but that's not how I feel. And then another part of that was that I'm impeccable with my word. And I talked about that last week about us having our own self-integrity. Like you get to show people how you want to be treated. And that's what I talk about with relationships. If someone is not treating you with all due respect, then they don't deserve to have access to you. That's lesson number two. If someone is not treating you with the respect that you deserve, whether that's family, friend, coworker, boyfriend, husband, whoever, they do not deserve access to you. Of course, you should speak up and tell them what you don't like, but these people don't deserve to have access to you at all times. You correct the situation, and if they don't want to correct it, if they don't feel like they should have to, then it's up to you to make the decision as far as where you want this person to continue to be in your life. It's completely yours. Remember, I've said boundaries are not for the other person. They are for you. So it's not that the person has to do something. If they choose not to show up for you in the way that you need, if they choose not to respond to you in the way that you need, if they choose to respond to you with malicious intent or whatever way in which that you have already told them, when you say this, this is how it makes me feel and they don't care, then you get to remove yourself from their life and be just fine with it. And you enact the boundaries that you need for your own sanity, for your own mental health, for your own physical well-being, and for your own emotional well-being. You get to do that. And lesson three that I learned is that I don't have to have everything together. I don't have to operate in perfectionism. And honestly, that's not how you reach people either. You don't reach people in perfectionism. You actually reach people as you're going through life, as you're learning from your mistakes, as you're just going through life. That's how you reach people. No one really wants to see a flawless life because how can they relate? No one can relate to you having a flawless life. And so why do we pretend on social media so much that we have this flawless life? We don't. And honestly, the a lot of the videos that I've seen that are going viral is about people with imperfections. It's about people that saying, well, I don't charge a person based on their past because that was them. That's what they did before. I'm sure that they've learned from that and that they have been able to mature from that and move forward. Or you have people that say, look, I got into the financial industry. I was reckless with my money. I did this. I did that. I did that. I went bankrupt. And now this is how I am building back up the pieces from the information that I learned. People want to see that. People like to see a story of recovery. And even with that, lesson four, it's okay not to be okay. So not only do we not have to have things together all the time, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to ask for help. 
It's okay to say, I really don't know what to do here at this point, and I could just really use your assistance. I mean, I put I put all my devices on do not disturb, and now I've got like a ding in the background. It happens. Now I could go back and I could edit this out and I could re-record it so you all won't hear it, but that's not the nature of this episode, is it? We don't have to be perfect. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to have everything together. It's okay to make mistakes. Things happen. Things happen. And so the other point, my last point, point number five. So let's recap. Point number one was to be uniquely and authentically you. There is only one you, right? And the other one was that you get to teach people how they how they treat you. You enact your own boundaries. Everyone does not deserve access to you if they're not willing to act accordingly. You don't have to have everything together. That's point number three. And point number four, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to ask for help. It's literally okay. You're not going to die. I, <laughs> I promise you're not going to die. And so the last point, point number five, is that your biggest breakthrough is right on the other side of your comfort zone. And that's something that I've really, really learned in the last two to three years or so is your biggest breakthrough is on the other side of your comfort zone. For me, I was very uncomfortable with speaking. I was very uncomfortable with starting a podcast. I was very uncomfortable with just sharing some of my thoughts and ideas. But the relationships that I have been able to garner for the past few years by opening my mouth, the people that I've been able to come across since starting this episode, I would not have ever been able to do that if I had not come out of my comfort zone. And that's another thing. I, you just do your best because that's all you can do. But you never know because your brain is wired to protect you. And it protects you from things that you're not familiar with. But if you've noticed, when you first rode your bike, you probably were very scared and very nervous. You started off with your your training wheels on. And then kind of as you rode the bike a little bit more, you noticed, yo, you know what? I don't need my training wheels as much. So you took one off. And then you ride your bike a little bit more and you ride it a little bit more and a little bit more and you get more comfortable and you're like, you know what? Actually, I can balance myself and I don't need this other training wheel. So you take the other one off and now you're riding free. It's the same thing. Yes, you may fall. Yes, something may not go as you plan, but you learn from that and then you move on. Your biggest breakthrough is literally on the other side of your comfort zone. And your brain is just operating in things that it's not familiar with. But once you make it familiar, your brain is like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah, this is fine. Even with exercising, our brain can tell us, no, I don't feel like exercising today. Oh, that looks very difficult. Uh, I don't know if I want to press that much amount of weight. And then you pick the weights up and it's like, oh, oh, that was easy. Oh, this isn't bad at all. And so sometimes we just literally have to get our brain on board for exactly what we wanted to do. So it goes back to the rewiring. It goes back to the neuroscience. And we just have to jump out there and do it. 
And so that's why my word for this year is execution. Execute, execute, execute. That's all we're doing this year, executing. And hopefully you all can actually hear that even I myself am becoming more comfortable as I'm in this podcasting space, that I am becoming more comfortable being me and kind of displaying all my little quirks (laughs) and all that. I've even thought about starting a YouTube channel and maybe just kind of doing some videos just so we can chat face-to-face. And so some of these can actually be live episodes where we can just interact live. I love that. I love live interaction. And honestly, y'all, I'm a complete nut for real in real life. (laughs) I... I ain't got no sense. I don't. (laughs) But I love that. Like, I love to, I love to have fun. And that's my hope for you, for my prayer for you for 2022, is that you go out and you get everything it is that you want. You get everything it is that you deserve. And even for those things that make you uncomfortable, go out and do it anyway. Because we think that when we see some of these people that show up in these social media spaces, when they go live on Instagram and Facebook and when they do these Zoom sessions, we're like, oh my God, they did so good. They've probably done this plenty of times before and you probably would have never known that was their first time. And they just decided to get out there and press play. The same way that I decided to get out here and press play on this podcast when I didn't have any backup episodes. I didn't have anything. I was literally, as they call it, dripping out content. So recording on one day and releasing the next day was literally what I was doing. And sometimes that's how you have to start. You just have to start. And then once you can get your brain on board to say, oh, this isn't so bad, you're on a roll. Nothing can stop you after that because you now know and you have proven to yourself what is actually capable. So happy new year to you. May you go out and accomplish all your goals, all your intentions. Don't hoard the information, but actually go out there, execute it, do it, get the resources that you need. If you need someone to kind of hold your hand, if you need someone to go on that live with you, then invite somebody to go on the live with you. But at least you got yourself out there. You put yourself out there and you were able to be seen. So I hope this is encouraging to someone today. So again, I wish you all a very prosperous and successful happy new year. Be sure to drop on by my Instagram page at Takara underscore Renee or my Facebook page at Takara. And I have all of this information in the show notes. If y'all wanna leave me a little message, I would love for you to leave me a birthday message, a birthday shout out on these IG streets because y'all know that's really where I play at. And just say something. Now what you could really do, what you could absolutely do as a birthday gift to me is leave a rating and review for the podcast. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your feedback. And that would honestly be the greatest gift for me because The only way that I know that you're listening is when I receive feedback. So if I don't receive any feedback, no likes, reviews, I just know that somebody is listening to it, but I don't know if you're gaining anything from it. I don't know what you're getting from these episodes. 
So my birthday request is for you to, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. (laughs) That's one. So my birthday request is to like, subscribe, review, hit me up on Instagram, send me a little shout out, add me to your stories just so that I can see your lovely faces and know who is actually out there supporting me. And I would appreciate y'all so, so, so much for that. So sis, as I say at the end of every podcast episode, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.